otherwise on SAFM. And a very good day to you, Mzansi, this last Friday of April. Whew, it's a long weekend as well. And you're listening to me for, on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. My name is Shadow Tola. The show is produced by Hazel Marcuzini. And Rob Parkin is our technical producer for today. Our contact details are 0892102010. Email otherwise at safm.co.za. Tweets at otherwise SAFM or at Shadow Twala. On the show today, we hear about the similarities between wine and tea tasting from master tea blender Jonathan Kelsley. And, and Decorex, a comprehensive showcase of decor and design, opens its doors today. General Manager Sean Gustad talks to us and tells us why we ought to be there. And International Jazz Day is coming up, and it's the first chapter of South Africa. And uh, Bongani Madondo uh, talks to us about the program and what to expect. And then finally, Natalia Mulebasi talks to us about the Nescafe Red Mug Sessions. And of course, because there's so much going on, I've compiled a really must-see and must-do this weekend without necessarily interviewing uh, the organizers. And there is no lunch break today because of that. So immediately after this, we go and speak with Jonathan Kelsey. Otherwise, on SAFM. Jonathan Kelsey is one of the founding partners of Eucal's Tea Blenders in Durban, and he is a master blender. He joins me now on the phone to talk to us about uh, wine tasting and tea tasting. Jonathan, hello. Welcome. Hi, Shada. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. I've never spoken to a master blender before. How do you become a master tea blender? Uh, it's just years of experience. Um, I worked for one of the bigger corporates and was taught all about uh, tea tasting. That's really what it was all about. Um, 26 years ago, so I've been in the tea industry for 26 years and tasting tea for 26 years. So you you don't actually smell the the, the and then taste the leaves before the tea is made. No, no, we actually get the samples from the tea brokers in the black format. It's already made, and we basically analyze the leaf and we make pretty much make a cup of tea mm-hmm. and um, and taste it and look at the infusion, smell the aroma of the tea and see if, it'll actually, if it's suitable to fit in any of our blends. Now, I, I know that we have lots of wonderful teas, but I, I'm a Roy Boss drinker, and yeah. simply because it's, it's, it's a South African product, right? And does it make Roy Boss very unique in its taste compared to other teas? What can you tell yes, us? It does. Yes, well, I mean, Roy Boss is obviously unique to South Africa. Um, it's grown in a sort of 200-kilometer radius mm-hmm. um, outside Clan William, um, so very, it's very susceptible to um, climate conditions and uh, the growth conditions in Clan William are unique to anything else around the world. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, robots have got no um, caffeine in, so obviously that's been very popular and it's, there's been a lot of research done on robots and the health benefits of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the taste parities are very different between black tea and robots because robots comes from such a confined area that the, the taste profiles are very similar where the black tea profiles are, are very vast from different regions and different countries. Okay, and, and, and by the way, talking about, you know, being unique to South Africa, I remember that there's a, there's a, the French have been trying to register it for themselves exclusively. Have we registered it, Roy Boss Tea in South Africa as ours exclusively? Yes, it is now. Um, a couple of years ago, there was also a fact that the, the Roy Boss um, players in South Africa had against the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, but now uh, Roybus is now given a geographical indicator. That's the status that it has, which is the same as the Champagne, Port, 
um, yes. and those type of products which are unique to a certain region. So they can't so call it... So we actually managed to achieve that. that. That was actually given last year. Oh, the, so they can't call it rooibos? Um, people can call it rooibos, but they can't register the trademark. And that's oh. what was really trying to happen. Um, people were trying to register the trademark and, and say their brand was called rooibos, and that's not allowed anymore because rooibos is, is pretty much unique to ESA. So, as you taste these teas, and I know some 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 leaves or, or some teas come are imported, right, from from other countries like Zimbabwe and and yeah. Malawi and and those kinds of places. In fact, we should use tea to fight xenophobic attacks, eh? Yeah, I think we could we could go there. Sit down, sit, sit down and have a great defending somebody. Sitting down and having a good cup of tea. A good cup of tea. That's right. So, so which which uh, which do you recommend? And you say you're tasting, and we'll get to the wine tasting later. But I'm just interested in the in, in the teas that we get at the stores. And um, what what can you tell us about that? Are we buying Are we buying the real thing? The, Ceylon, yes, yes. the Ceylon tea bags and all of those kinds of things, are they giving us the real deal? Oh, yes, definitely. Our, our South African tea palette is, is it's, um, it's, it's fairly good. Um, we are lacking a bit with international standards. Mm-hmm. We're not getting the sort of premium Darjeeling's and Assam's which come into SA, but the premium brands on the market, our, our premium brand is Tetley, um, actually savors very well with the, with the other premium brands in the SA market. So mm-hmm. from a taste profile, we, we there. Um, it's more the English breakfast tea that the South African consumer is actually drinking. Mm-hmm. So you're having a, a tea and wine tasting event on the 29th. Yes. Yes. Um, why tea and wine? Um, because they're both agricultural products, and I want to showcase the differences that, um, that tea is. Uh, you know, people's perception of tea is, is that it's tea's all the same, mm. and it's not. It's mm. the, the, the differences are vast, and that's why I'm saying it's an agricultural product, very much along the, the, the lines of what wine is. I mean, you get different um, grapes of wine, which gives different um, characters, mm-hmm. and it's exactly the same with um, what we have in tea. Um, different regions produce a different quality product and a different flavored product. So I'm trying to showcase that. That's all about a tasting session and I'm, I'm trying to explain to people how we as tasters actually taste our tea so it's consistent um, it's always a consistent product on shelf because that's the important thing you know we're using different teas all the time that it's never the same product so in order to be consistent we're using maybe 20 different teas so if we lose one of them um, we can actually replace with another without affecting the taste so that every tea today will taste the same as it is tomorrow Jonathan, tea leaves as opposed to just brewing your own tea from fresh leaves uh, or tea bags and all of those kinds of things. What should we be doing? Tea bags or brewing from, from, um, from scratch? They give you different characteristics. You know, the teas all manufactured together, Shadow, and, and really what happens is the smaller particles go into tea bags and the larger particles go into the leaf tea. So it's all made together and once it's, it's sorted, it's actually sifted in, into different grades oh. and that's on size. Um, so, for a convenience factor, people would always think that, used to think that the sweet thing went in the tea bags, and that's just a fallacy. Um, but because you need the smaller particles to infuse a lot quicker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the delicacy of the, the leaf tea is definitely there when you actually um, make a pot of tea with leaf tea. There's very delicate flavors come through. But the tea bag tops always give you, it gives you the, the, the oomph in the body, um, and generally it's just a convenience factor that's, that's made it so successful in the world today. And should we be adding oh, sugar and milk and tea? 
the idea is that everybody has their own preference of the way they like it. Mm. And, you know, there's been the old story of milk first or milk after, <laughs> and that dates back to sort of 18, 1800s when the bone china, the china teacups, mm-hmm. um, weren't of a very high standard. And if you poured boiling water straight into the bone china teacups, or bo- boiling, tea, uh, boiling water, boiling tea, um, it would crack the cups, and that's why they added the milk. Ah. Where now, you basically, and look, it does change the taste of the, of, the, of the tea, because once you add the milk first, uh, there's not much tea, sorry, there's not much tea going in, into the cup, mm. that the fats of the milk actually releases fairly quickly. Okay. So it gives the tea a lot, um, sort of a milkier taste. But if you add it afterwards, um, that fatty doesn't, that fat doesn't actually react as, as quickly as what it did with, uh, um, with the milk in first. And I, I must say, preference, I always add the milk after because I can see exactly how much I want. And sugar? I actually do drink it with sugar. You do? Yes, I do. Oh my goodness. I have a sweet tooth. <laughs> and tell me, <laughs> tell me what's your favorite tea now that you've tasted so much of so many teacups? Um, what, what, do you have a favorite or does it depend on how, you know, depend on the weather as, as I drink my red wine in winter and my white wine in summer? Would you have yeah. the same? For me, I'm a traditionalist, so I like the, the, the Tetley tea, which we've actually um, got in the market. Um, and it's, as I say, it's an English breakfast blend. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty much what, what South Africans are drinking. It's that type of product. Um, if I had to go for a, one particular state tea, it would probably be, uh, um, uh, let's go to South, I'll actually narrow it down, the South African tea. Um, there's a one tea estate in South Africa called Ntingui, which we use in our blend. And that's really, really got a very strong and very robust taste. What's it called? What's it called? What's it called? I missed the name. Ntingui, Tia In Ntingui? Yeah. Okay, you're going to have to spell it for me because I'm not sure you're saying the right thing or yeah. saying it the right way. It's N-T-I-N-G-W-E. Ntingui, okay. Ntingui, Tia Ntingui, okay. Very small Tia Okay. And a lot of their products actually exported to, to the UK. Okay, and what about the fruity? I've tasted some fruity kind of teas. Yes. How how yep. how is that infused into into the actual tea? Well, a lot of the fruit fruit and herbals which are coming through now. I mean, it's definitely a growing sector of the market. It's, we call it the speciality range. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll get some just pure fruit teas which don't actually necessarily contain any of the the traditional tea, which is the scientific name is Camellia sinensis, and it's basically a blend of it could be um, dried strawberries. It could be dried berries. Ah, okay. um, those are the type of products which are making fairly good inroads into the into the market today, and very big in Europe. Um, so we're we're sort of a bit late in cutting onto these things, but it's definitely growing. Okay. No. So it's it's a Tesley high tea and wine tasting uh, on in Rivonia, is it? It is. It's in Rivonia. It's at the Contessa. Contessa Rivonia. Tea Shop in Rivonia. And how do people, do they need to pay to come there? Or is it just as they walk in, you'll be able to uh, let them enjoy some wine and, and tea tasting? No, unfortunately, it was a, it was a um, competition which was run through the Star, a newspaper. And um, it was up for 20 consumers to actually win the prize where they could bring ah. it in. So that's already been selected. Um, and the other one was obviously we're going to was to do a launch to the media and explain to them exactly the similarities between tasting profiles of wines and, and, and tea and bouquets and 
Okay, so Jonathan, right. ne- next time you're in Cape Town, please let's have a cup of tea. <laughs> Most certainly will. <laughs> I'll send you some, and I'll send you some of our rooibos as well. We've got a brand called Lager. So, but I want you there because I need to know I'm doing the right thing. Okay. Perfect. I'll we'll come and see. You. I'm in Cape Town three, four times a year, so I'll definitely well, pop in. Yeah, you owe me a cup of tea. Thank you so much for Perfect. your for your time. Hey. Thank you very much, Shetta. You take care. Have a good weekend. You too. Bye bye. When we come back, oh, that's it sounds wonderful. You you can't. I mean, who makes who tastes tea for a living and gets paid for it? And they do very well. I think they they produce about one comma eight billion tea bags a year. Can you believe it? One comma eight billion tea bags a year. Anyway, enjoy your cup of tea. When we come back, uh, we're going to the Decorex show in Cape Town. Decor and design at Decorex is what we're talking about. Every weekend, SAFM brings you the people at the center of the stories. We give you a clear perspective on national and international events. Find out how on Weekend AM Live from 6 every Saturday and Sunday morning. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. If you're worried about your financial future, thinking about life insurance, saving for retirement, not sure about investing for you and your family. What about your children's education? To answer all your questions, join me, Brian Hirsch, Tuesday morning, 10 o'clock. The 42-kilometer JG Zuma Marathon, which is aimed at the well-being and development of the Isikungu Samangamalala clan, will be taking place this Sunday, 26 April 2015, from the Seven Oaks Petrol Station in Greytown, KZN, and finishes at the Bon Accord Resort, Albert Falls Dam. Entries to the marathon are still open, so go to www.jgzumamarathon.co.za for entry details. Catch the live broadcast of the first ever JG Zuma Marathon on SABC2 from 5 a.m. and live crossings on your favorite SABC radio station. Brought to you by SABC Sport. Otherwise, on SAFM. Cyan Gustard joins me now. Hello, Cyan. Hi there, how are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm told it's bigger and better this year. Of course it is. The Decorix team and our exhibitors have pulled out all the stops. What can we expect? What's new? Uh, and what can we expect? Different from, from Johannesburg? Um, yes, definitely. The Cape Town show is very different to Johannesburg. What's so great about the regional shows is that we have a lot of um, national exhibitors mm-hmm. that do exhibit it at all three shows. But then, of course, you look at the interior design and the decorating within the actual regions, and they really take on its own form, bringing in different types of trends locally within the region. Nationally, of course, South Africa has a fantastic culture, and then international trends. So there's loads to see new products, different design displays, a lot of clients um, launching new products, displaying different types of elements that's within their business, and they've really, really done very well this year and i'm told for the first time this year you have a you're introducing a conference uh we actually do run a conference um every year alongside the show this year we just decided to look at a new concept 
it was run this morning. It was first thing this morning, mm-hmm. um, and it was called the Creative Business Exchange. And it was really aimed at small businesses within the design fraternity to arm them with marketing and branding tools. You know, they, they're experts in design and decorating. And we thought, why not look at a business concept to grow their businesses? How to brand, how to talk to the media, how to get their brand out there and mm-hmm. succeed in the design world. Mm-hmm. And do we still have a, a lot of South African designs mainly? Absolutely. I think the design industry in South Africa is really flourishing. And what is so wonderful is our rich heritage and culture within South Africa. And the decorators and designers look at internal and external influences mm-hmm. and come up with the most phenomenal uh, design within South Africa, different types of fabrics, different types of furniture design, product design, and even entire room design and interior design. Mm-hmm. And, and the crafters, are we getting a lot of crafters in? Yes, our craft sector has grown this year, which is very exciting. Um, we always partner with the Cape Craft and Design Institute, mm-hmm. um, such a phenomenal company that really endorses the craft in South Africa. Um, and it's absolutely beautiful. The stand is phenomenal. The quality of exhibitors and crafters on the stand is great. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a lot of individual crafters on the show. And it just shows what um, handmade and artisanal design is all about. Um, and I'm really hoping that this exhibition gives them the opportunity for market access within the design world. So tell me, what has stood out for you? And I know it's like asking a mum which, which are her favorite children. But uh, what has stood out for you? I mean, as, as design, because at some point I thought we were going retro as far as design is concerned or minimalistic, um, and, and especially with furniture and those kinds of things. You're talking about decorating rooms. Where are we at the moment? I think uh, definitely fabric is one thing that um, people will pick up on, different types of textures, different types of patterns. A lot of fabric is being used in stands, which is great. Um, We've seen a launch of different types of wallpaper that complement fabrics. Uh, One thing that really does stand out for me, and um, obviously it it is one of my favorite children, (laughs) is uh, the 100% design, 100% black stand. Uh, we launched 100% Design in Johannesburg last year, mm-hmm. and we thought, why not bring the brand to Cape Town um, and just showcase what the, the what the exhibition is about in Johannesburg. And um, the creative team has really done such an excellent job. We have phenomenal exhibitors as part of it. We've curated the stand. Everything is about black, and it shows how the form, functionality, and design of design of products and furniture can really just take new forms and how exquisite it really is. Black, you say? Yes. Wow, black. wow. That that I need to see. So so it, you, you hear from today, How has, are, are the people flocking in already? Is it busy already? Yes, it is. Um, uh, for a Friday morning, we've had wonderful consumers that have come in um, and a lot of trade visitors. It mm. is our trade focus day. However, it is open to the public. And I think we're going to have, if this is set the tone for the weekend, we're going to have a very busy weekend. And we are open from today until Monday for the public holiday. Okay. And you are at the Cape Town International Convention Center? Yes, that's correct. And where do people get uh, tickets? Do you sell at the, at, the, at the venue or can they book elsewhere? You can buy at the venue. Um, otherwise, we are buy, selling tickets via Compute Ticket online um, and they can pre-purchase their tickets there too. 
Okay. Now it sounds like you 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 know you're ready for for the crowds, and I think it's going to be a gorgeous weekend. And I thank you so much for your time, and thank you for talking to us, Sia. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. And you are on online, hey, as well. Um, and can yes. people follow you on Twitter? And the, are you on social media at all? Absolutely. We are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Pinterest. So please have a look at all the photographs. Come down, take photographs, Instagram favorite photographs, um, visit our website. So, yes, we've got a long, huge online platform. And you are everywhere. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. Good luck. Thank you very much for having me. Thank Good luck. You. Bye-bye. Bye. Decorex Cape Town, and uh, if, if you were in Johannesburg, I think you you, you know you you've had your share. It's in Cape Town, and you can find them on all social media, as you heard. Now, Bongani Madondo is a cultural and social critic. In fact, his latest book was about Brenda Fassi, I'm not your weekend special. An edited anthology was recently received released by Penn Macmillan. But you probably have read a lot about uh, a lot of articles written by Bongani Matondo. But before we even go to Bongani, which we'll do after news headlines, let's take the slow break. Nelson Mandela once said, No one is born hating another person because of the color of his skin or his background or his religion. People must learn to hate. And if they can learn to hate, they can be taught to love. For love comes more naturally to the human heart than its opposite. Stop xenophobia. Make saving lives a priority. We are One Africa. SAFM. Let's have the conversation. I thought before news headlines, I can squeeze this in quickly. There's a Whiskey Live Festival uh, 2015 food and drinks also starting today at the Sun Coast Casino and Entertainment. And then there's the world's longest dining table, Durban. And it's on Monday at the Gravel Race Course. Um, you may go to world record at gravelevents.co.za for that. And for the Whiskey Live Festival, you can go to whiskeylifefestival.co.za and then of course there's the Lyra Cape Town Saturday 25 and 26 she's performing at the Grace Performing Arts Centre and uh, that's that's in Cape Town Um, I'm trying to find out how you can reach them well, they don't tell us, but Lyra is in Cape Town. I'm sure that's not going to be difficult to find the Grace Performing Arts Festival. And then the Wine Night Stand on the 25th of April in Port Elizabeth is what's going on. And if you want to find out more, it's uh, you may call 082-225-9700. Otherwise, on SAFM. Bongani Madondo, I, I'm sitting here and thinking, I don't understand why I haven't spoken to you on this program before. Hello, and thank you for your time. Hey, Namshado and FFM listeners, you have spoken to me about the Brenda book twice. Yeah, but, well, well, we haven't had a, a discussion outside of Brenda. Oh, yes, that's, sure. That's, that's what sure, I meant. Sure. Maybe it's because we talk all the time, you know, <laughs> offline. <laughs> How are you? I'm beautiful. How are you doing? Oh, I like that. I'm beautiful. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna steal that that line from you. I'm beautiful. Well, I'm beautiful too. Thank you, Bongani. Um, what are you working on since we, since Brenda? I mean, because you write all the time. Oh yeah, I write all the time. I dream all the time. I conceptualize all the time. Um, 
some I can tell, I mean, I can talk about freely, some of the stuff you don't want to go around and talking about when you don't have ah, okay. all the final details. Um, okay. But you are but busy I'm with working, something. Um, I've just finished um, a long sort of uh, almost a memoir essay um, mm-hmm. that, that is going to be part of a, a critical catalog, visual art catalog. Um, in Poland, um, and they've accepted it. Uh, it's a monograph. Um, mm. They've accepted it. It's, it's part of what they call after year zero. After year zero was an international conference that uh, recognized the role of African and um, sub Asian countries in the conference that took place in Bandung um, some 60, 50 years ago. And so, so the Germans uh, at the House Kurs Develt, House of World Cultures, created a, a sort of a multimedia conference where they invited the world intellectuals, writers, and, and artists to recognize that day. So right now, the conference uh, or the exhibition is touring the world. It's going to Warsaw in Poland. Mm-hmm. So they asked me to contribute to it, and I've just done that. It took a month. It was completely, you know, horrifying and difficult and all that but we did it and so the catalog will be out pretty soon so that's one of the things that i'm doing um i'm 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 working on other stuff as well mostly in the visual arts i'm i'm attracted by theory that can be applied in the visual arts Mm. not from a but from the standard visual arts world, because I'm not into clicky worlds, you know. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't, you know, I, I don't want to be regarded as a jazz star, visual arts star. I like to be a perennial outsider in the way that it will offer you fresh perspective when you look into things like visual arts or jazz or rock and roll or this. Well, it's, so, it's, yes, it's, yeah. it's all interlinked anyway, you know. It is for me. It is completely. Completely, so it's it, it is interesting. So yes, I'm I'm working on stuff in visual arts. I'm I'm looking at creating a, a visual arts exhibition, maybe in 2016. Well, and we're working on on the Johnny Gianni uh, exhibition as well. So so we will see. Um, and and later this year, I might have a book of my essays, uh, the one that have been people have been waiting for, called well, "I the Beloved Country." It's better to keep quiet and do the work. Sigh, the beloved country. What did you say? Sigh, the beloved country. I know, I know it's going to... Almost like a shrug. Yeah, I know. I know it's going to be very interesting because you have your own focus and your own view and that that really just opens up our eyes to, to... because what we see, you don't see uh, the same. You know, you, you always look at things differently. And you're very expressive with that on pages and on, 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 on you know, various electronic es- media. Electronic media. Yeah. Which brings me to the interlinking of jazz, right? <laughs> There's the International Jazz Day. And you talk jazz and often people say, okay, you know, why are we adopting this foreign idea of jazz? And the, there's no link to jazz. Jazz is always being seen as, a, as, as, as an, a, an American concept. 
Yeah, um, I think before we go there, let's let's cover the basics, then we can then go into free into what I call free reading expression. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a movement in South Africa led by Spin uh, Productions, um, which is Ndatemutume Machene is a chairperson, and the convener and the conceptualist for this Brenda Sisani. What they are doing, they're pushing for us as a country to uh, to host the the next. International JSD, IJD, which is a UNESCO uh, concept uh, and um, an idea uh, that recognizes the 30th of April of every year as an international JSD, just mm-hmm. like you have your Martin Luther King uh, Day and, and all those. So initially it was started in, in, in 2011 by Hebe Hancock, he's the first uh, Google ambassador of the United of UNESCO. Um, him and, and in partnership with the Theolonius Monk Institute of Jazz. Mm-hmm. So what happens is that the first one took place in New York. The second one, I think, it took place um, in Peri- I mean, no, no, in Tokyo. This one, I think, is taking place in Paris. And Humasikela is one of uh, the prestigious uh, 200 international ambassadors of this uh, really, really unique concept. Mm-hmm. The reason why, why, why is there so much force and, and interest about it is that uh, UNESCO uses that to push for education, almost as an educational tool, mm-hmm. a force for peace, unity, and dialogue, enhance cooperation among people of all colors, all creeds, all cultures, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's what the United Nations is doing. So this, this, this uh, year, as in 2015, uh, the Market Theater will be, will be playing host to a concept laid out by SPIN, as I've mentioned, mm-hmm. and I'll be participating in that. I'm one of the several participants, including Steve Mukwena, Hafela, Pesima Bandu, and a whole lot of others. Mm-hmm. I thought that was quite important to get out of the way. Well, I, I think I think so, yes, because, um, in fact, we touched a bit on it last week when I spoke with the Market Theatre, but I think you unpacked it quite nicely. And I'm, I'm glad you did that, because it comes at a time when we need to have that peace we need to have the dialogue we need to be uniting as a people so i i, I and i i love the fact that we're using this uh, art form which which has always stood for peace and unity and dialogue but i'm glad we bring it to the fore to 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 engage on 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 that on that platform yeah yeah so what do you want to hear from me? No, no, I, I, I <laughs> what do you want from me? No, I want. Let me tell you, what do you want? I want, I want you to 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 just elaborate a bit on how, because the minute we can identify that we we have uh, contributed to what is globally known as jazz as as a people as an african people especially but also how jazz has has been uh, utilized and i just want you to touch on it because i know you're probably going to talk a lot more about it at the at the conference but i i i want you just to give us some food for thought until the conference happens of how we can use jazz as a platform and how we link to it in the first place how it's been used in the past to create the kind of freedom we have today but also how we can use it to to bring unity and and social cohesion okay 
Non shout, I'm gonna be very honest with you. Um, I, I usually don't use words like phrases like social cohesion because okay. they need unpacking themselves. Okay. But uh, but I do see the the intent um, and the love behind them. But you know, but let's let's talk about this thing. Um, um, let me give you sort of the highlights of what I think my talk will touch on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, my my talk is sort of um, uh, entitled Ubungoma. And music and jazz as part of the African healing system. That's what it's called, Ubungoma, music, and in brackets, jazz as part of the African healing system. Okay. It's basically part two of a, of, of a performance lecture that I gave in Berlin, um, at a gallery in Berlin mm-hmm. in 2013. By then, uh, I was using rock and roll as part of the African healing system. The one in the market theater on the 29th, I'll be exploring themes such as uh, from antiquity uh, to bebop, to free jazz and and the themes that we'll be talking about from antiquity uh, to bebop and free jazz we'll be talking about shamanism uh, as in like healing and ukutwasa mm. we'll be talking about jazz and madness we'll be talking about the blue notes uh, that is uh, um um makaya njoko and Chris McGregor and Judy Pokwan and, and, and how it became um, uh, the Brotherhood of Breath after that. We'll be, talking, we'll be touching on Musim Songo, but we'll be touching on as well the music of Led Zeppelin. Um, so how does he feel? allows us, we'll talk about commerce, language, and media. I'm much more interested in this, commerce, language, and media. Because then when we talk about jazz, we're talking about it as an industry, but as an art form. But again, in addition to that, as an art, as an art form used for healing, as an art form used for expression. And so when you talk about an art form that is spiritually linked to who we are as people, then we have to always look at who controls that, because commerce always uh, controls everything, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and I think that's very, very, very important. African people all over the world, including African Americans, African people all over the world create jazz. They create jazz out of the combination of African music, African healing, and Western instrumentation and notation coming from classical music. The so combination of that becomes jazz as we know it. But in terms of commerce, in terms of its industry, who's in charge of it? That's mm. one thing that I'd like us to talk mm. about. Mm. You mentioned Led Zeppelin, in, in, interestingly. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you why now, because I really... No, yeah. Okay, you asked me at, at, at the function. Exactly, exactly. Because <laughs> I, I, I just wanted to give people a taste of the kind of conversation that will be going on. And, you know, so, so so, so we can get uh, get them to come in and participate and probably even learn and understand why this day is such an important day. Bongane Madondo, lots of love, my brother. Stay beautiful. And thank you so much for your time. You're welcome, Namishara. Thank you so much. Lots of love. Bye. Bye-bye. That's Bongani Madondo. And let me give you more details on International Jazz Day. It's 29th and 30th of April. Uh, the theme of... Uh, the conference uh, to establish Jazz Day is called Jazz and Freedom, and it is at the Market Theatre. So, uh, you know, just go there or Google markettheatre.co.za and get the whole program and, and be part of this wonderful movement. Um, we were... Pl- 
poised to talk to Natalia. She's at an anti-xenophobic march. And, of course, I suppose it took longer than it did. We're not going to talk to her. Instead, I'm going to play you some South African jazz after this.